We are back on another edition of the Tony D Podcast, uh, almost uh, incredibly halfway through the month of July, depending on when you are listening to this, um, which means Summer League NBA action has been going on. We'll talk about that. I'm also going to give you some thoughts and opinions on uh, Zach Kiefer's new podcast called Luck on the Athletic Podcast Network. I think Zach is going to join me as well here uh, in the next couple of days to kind of talk about some things, but I'll give you my perspective after listening to it uh, and really being involved in a lot of the things that went down with Andrew Luck and the timeline of his injuries and, and things like that. Uh, I have a lot of racing to talk about, uh, mostly off the track if you want to talk about IndyCar and what's going on with Alex Polo and, and, and Chip Ganassi Racing and Aero McLaren SP and McLaren Racing's Formula One side. Um Kind of playing tug of, tug of war with the defending IndyCar champion. Uh, again, going to give you my thoughts on the Pacers. And we will look ahead to a couple weeks from now, a big racing weekend here in the Circle City of Indianapolis. As always, the Tony D Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. Flooring is Forever. Harley has you covered with over 20 years of experience here locally. A-plus rating online. Check out all of their work on their social media channels as well as flooringisforever.com. If you're looking to upgrade the flooring inside of your home this summer, maybe a lake house, maybe an office, check them out, flooringisforever.com. They are here locally in Indianapolis and ready to serve you. Um, he's going to do some work on a friend's shower of mine. I've seen Harley's work numerous times. He always does an A-plus job. Uh, and is also a good friend of, of, of this podcast and myself and a lot of uh, my friends as well. And to the UPS store in Fishers, the UPS store just off of Oleo Road. And guys, check them out for all of your shipping needs online at upsstore.com. So again, thanks to Harley and thanks to Doug for supporting the Tony D Podcast. Hey, I wanted to mention this too before we dove a little bit further into any other topics, uh, I'm going to start hosting trivia with Ham Bones Trivia. They are uh, local here in Indianapolis, but globally known. A, a great uh, trivia night out, if you will. Um, they have awesome games Thursdays. Uh, they are at places like the Sam Silver Circle down at Fountain Square. Wednesday, Pivot Bar downtown. Uh, you could win an overnight stay. Uh, so you want to check that out Wednesdays at 8. Tuesdays. Uh, Union Jacks and Broad Ripple, I've kind of been training a little bit, and then I will have my own game on Monday nights at Chatham Tap off of Butler's Campus right there, uh, two doors down from Hinkle Fieldhouse. So if you're into trivia, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of different, uh, what's the term that they use in Jeopardy? Potpourri. You'll get a lot of locally flavored Indianapolis questions. Uh, you'll get international questions, sports questions, um, and I will say this, that every round, the first round every night starts out with uh, three celebrities and what year were they born. So um, it's, it's, it's different aspects of, of, of maybe trivia you'll play at different places all into one. Uh, I have a blast uh, learning the last couple of weeks, not only some of the questions, but learning the ropes of hosting. And, um, you know, come out and say hello and uh, we'll try to win you some uh, some some money slash gift cards to some of these awesome restaurants here locally in Indianapolis um, that support Hambones Trivia. I won a $500 gift card. I don't know if anybody saw us on Twitter because he didn't really announce the winners. I was just DM'd from Jim Ursay on Twitter 
Uh, got a trivia question right, and it was $500 to a local restaurant, so I ended up going with District Tap. And look, I never expect to win those. Uh, I usually just retweet it just in case somebody along my timeline didn't see it. Uh, anytime I see something that I think my following at Tony D&D would like, I always retweet it. Uh, so I've, I've done, you know, I've mentioned Union Jacks, I've mentioned Mug and Bun, I've mentioned uh, Whiskey Business, and, and it just so happened that this time around it was uh, the District Tap. Uh, so $500 gift card, so I had dinner there on Sunday night, and we'll probably uh, use that for food consumption over the next uh, couple of months before and after Pacer and Colts games as well. Great place to go. Let's start there with the Pacers. Uh, summer League basketball going on, uh, Miss Rumors that DeAndre Ayton will be coming to the Pacers on a sign-in trade, which would more than likely send Miles Turner, maybe another piece to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I am 100% on board with this decision. If this were to happen, I've wanted Miles gone, as you know, and I have not made it any secret since, I don't know, four, four years ago, three and a half years ago. I didn't want Sabonis to leave. I wanted Sabonis to stay. But DeAndre Ayton is... A beast. I mean, he's a rebounder. He can score. He's got a great mid-range jumper. I think him and Tyrese Halliburton would work great in that pick-and-roll situation. Give me DeAndre Ayton any day of the week. Now, look, is the NBA trending towards the non-traditional center? Absolutely. Can DeAndre Ayton occasionally knock down a three-ball? I think so. His contract, his age, where he is in his NBA career lineup with a lot of these guys... Um, and the future that the Pacers are continuing to build. So, look, are the Pacers going to have a top-five team in the Eastern Conference this year, next year? Probably not. Can they maybe get into that play-in tournament this year and then take a step forward and be in the playoffs next year? There's a great possibility. I think Tyrese Halliburton is a great player. I think DeAndre Ayton is a great player. I think, um, you know, you look elsewhere, Jalen Smith is a, is a good piece. Buddy Heald, if he's not dealt in this Phoenix trade, if he can shoot you 37% from the three and not give up so much on the defensive end, I think he's a, an okay asset. Chris Duarte off the bench would be something that would just be would be crazy thinking this guy in his rookie year was starting in a lot of games last year and was hitting big shots. Yes, he did have some injuries. So I want to see it. I want to see Tyrese Halliburton, DeAndre Ayton. Um, and then obviously, you know, what what we've seen with with Benedict Matherin so far in this short NBA summer league out in Las Vegas. He has played well. He has jumped out of the gym. Isaiah Jackson is right there as well. I think that's a guy that's going to get some some good run this year. I think, um, you know, you've got Tyson there. That is a guy that has some playoff experience as a veteran in the league that can certainly help this team grow and become a little bit more mature. Uh, knowing that it's a very young team with not a lot of experience. So uh, you still got O'Shea Brissett. And we'll see what other plug-and-play pieces the Pacers end up with. But um, I like Matherin so far. Uh, he's been great in summer league. He scored 20 points there tonight. And who knows what his ceiling can be. I mean, he's 12-1 he's to right now to win the NBA Rookie of the Year. So I'd be putting a couple bucks on that, if you don't mind, um, getting the Arizona product to the NBA Rookie of the Year. So I'm excited for the Pacers. Look, are they going to win an NBA championship anytime soon? Probably not. But I am excited to see that this is this is this is a great draft so far from what we know on paper. And I know we always say that right now. This is a good draft. Uh, we'll see what happens with Goga. I, maybe he's pieced together to be sent somewhere. Who knows? But it, it's going to be a fun team. There's going to be some learning curves this year. There's going to be 
some stretches where you're going, this team is terrible. But then there's going to be a lot of signs of life and a lot of signs of, man, if these, if these players can just continue to grow together, uh, this is certainly a team that, 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 that hopefully eventually can make some noise and maybe Matherin becomes a superstar. Maybe Halliburton, who has shown flashes in his first two seasons in the NBA, can become a superstar. Maybe DeAndre Ayton takes that next step. And, you know, you, you get these guys young here and hopefully they play out their contracts and end up wanting to stay here. And you see some playoff basketball and you see some winning basketball here in Indiana, which uh, we all love to see. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but also very excited about this Pacer team moving forward. Uh, next, let's move to Zach Kiefer, who I like a great deal. Um, have always enjoyed his work when he was at the Indianapolis Star, now with The Athletic. Uh, Colts beat reporter has a five-episode series, five or six, is it six? I think it's a six-episode series on Andrew Luck and the process of getting him to the Colts and then obviously ending in retirement. I still just have this, and I think we all do this, this what-if and this infatuation with Andrew Luck's career and, and what exactly went down. And, and, and as you know, when I was at the station, uh, was involved in a lot of the breaking news that was going on with Andrew. I, I, I thought it was a great series that Zach put together as far as hearing things that, that we have never heard. Um, you know, unfortunately, he didn't get to talk to Andrew on record. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just, it was fascinating stuff. Just just how quirky of a guy Andrew is and, and, and was and how successful he was, but just how things just, didn't fall into place in Andrew's career. And so I think I'm going to get Zach on to kind of go a little bit more in-depth on, on some of the conversations that he had with guys like Chris Ballard and Jacoby Brissett. It's just one of those things where, you know, I know a lot of us already lived it, and I lived it, you know, at the station every day. You know, that's all everybody wanted to talk about. And then it was snowmobile accident that I was told from an Uber driver, and then I was told from my source about the lacerated kidney and the concussion that happened and 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 I think I have told this story before so Luck and the Colts beat Tampa Bay in 2016 on a Sunday beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty handily if I'm not mistaken my source told me you know hey Andrew's throwing up Andrew's outside of the locker room throwing up and is what we learned in Zach's podcast is that Andrew kept everything very well private and away from the rest of his team and that's why a lot of these guys didn't really know what was going on with Andrew until they heard it in the media from people like myself or JMV or even Zach Kiefer and so that was the night that I thought well they're playing on Thanksgiving in a few days in Pittsburgh there's no way that Andrew Luck will be able to uh, clear concussion protocol so that's when I called Robin Miller and kind of gave him that tip that hey the Steelers are currently three-point favorites that's going to go up to 9 or 10 as soon as uh, this Andrew Luck stuff is announced. And Robin said, are you sure? And I said, you know, this is a source that I've had with with um, the Colts that was an employee there. Won't say who. Because uh, quite frankly, to be honest with you, I don't even know. And I said, I think it's going to happen. And Robin bet the house on it. And obviously the Colts and Scott Tolzien go into Pittsburgh and get blown out like 27 to 10 on that Thanksgiving night game. And Robin walked up to me a few weeks later and handed me a little cashola show. Uh, yeah, you know, just kind of going back and listening to that, I, I really just want to hear a tell-all from Andrew Locke. I mean, you know, the Amsterdam situation and all the things that were going down. And a lot of that stuff that I broke, it was tough for me because, one, when you break news like that, 
like I did with the Boston Celtics and, and Brad Stevens, like I did with a, a lot of the Andrew Luck stuff where I ended up on Pro Football Talk and ESPN, um, Fox, all these places. You know, there was a level of, okay, is this untrue? Or is this going to be denied because they don't want this to get out? And I always had a great deal of respect for Andrew Luck, despite the fact that I still, to this day, have never met him. And I didn't want to pan him in a bad light. So if you, if you remember, and maybe you don't, but I, I, I've never, and I've consciously done this, because one, it's really how I feel. Uh, but two, I've never ripped Andrew Luck. I never ripped his decision to retire. I never ripped his decision when I had gotten word that he was going to retire in the first place two years prior um, from being injured and, and, and not, I think his quote was, I don't want to go down that road again. And, uh, but just going back and listening, this brought back a lot of those memories. And I've always had a great deal of respect for Andrew Luck, despite, um, never, uh, I'm not even sure I've been in the same room with him, maybe up at camp somewhere. Uh, but man, uh, just, it, it was good stuff out of Zach. I, I wish that he would have been able to have Andrew on the record, um, and a conversation with him saying a lot of things, but, but some great conversations on the left with former coaches, former players, former GMs, uh, that kind of lived through this, what I would call, you know, the end was a nightmare. I, I really enjoyed watching Andrew play for the six or seven years that he was here. I was at that playoff game and probably the best comeback in playoff history. I know a lot of people are going to say maybe that Bill's Oilers game back in the early nineties, but, uh, certainly that's the best playoff comeback game I will ever see live in front of me. So, you know, always had a great deal of respect for Andrew. I know he still lives here in Indianapolis, which I find uh, a little bit shocking. Uh, but great, great stuff by Zach. So if you want to go and check that out, I think it's on the athletics page. Uh, and it's just simply called luck. All right, let's shift gears, so to speak, over to IndyCar. We had a great IndyCar show for Burnout Sports with Luke Edwards and I on Tuesday night, kind of really breaking down the, the news that we had just heard of Alex Polo going to McLaren Racing for the 2023 season. And look, I think, I think Chip had gotten word that... Polo was going to go, and he said, well, we're going to exercise that option, so Zach Brown and the McLaren group have to go ahead and write us a check to uh, allow Polo to come over and, and race for them in the near future, whether it's IndyCar or Formula One. I think it'll be IndyCar. I'm sure he'll get a Formula One test. It'll probably more than likely be Felix Rosenquist going over to Formula E, um, but it's just kind of been, for lack of a better term, a shit show, right? It's just been one of those things where you would think that it could have been handled a little bit better. I mean, Polo comes out with a tweet saying it's personal reasons why he is leaving. Uh, you know, personal reasons aren't dollar signs. Personal reasons are something has gone wrong. Something hasn't happened. Something um, has has been tarnished in that relationship coming off of his first season with Chip Ganassi last year in 2021, winning the championship in that 10 car. Just It's just crazy. And then there's all the dominoes that are still to fall. I was told last month, that I, and I tweeted this, that VK was more than likely going to end up at Chip Ganassi Racing. Well, this is a domino that would have had to fall for that to probably happen. Here is that domino. What does that do for the 21 car at Carpenter Racing? Uh, there are some options out there. Um, but again, a lot of this stuff really can't be fully pinpointed and locked down until August. I know that's when... Ed can exercise his option on Renus VK. So maybe he goes goes ahead and does that. And then if Ganassi says, well, we want Renus now because we want somebody that has won a race, that is young, that can cha- that can contend for a championship in that seat and also keeps him out of a Team Penske ride at the end of 2023 after Will Power retires. Uh, I think if you're Chip Ganassi, you do everything you can. 
which means Ed says, okay, we're going to exercise his option. You're going to have to pay me a little bit more, and then maybe you go out and get a column I lot, or you look to somebody that has some experience elsewhere, um, or who maybe not necessarily has to bring as much money as maybe in the past, not that you have some money uh, with a lot of the BitNile sponsorship and with maybe what you get from Chip. So I do think we'll see three Ed Carpenter racing cars full-time next year. I do think there'll be an added presence with Ed Carpenter and Simona Di Silvestro in 2023, but um, just an absolute craziness of things going down between McLaren, Alex Pillow, and Chip Ganassi. This will probably still have to go to court unless Chip just says, all right, you pay us, and then we'll just go from there. But I think that it probably creates some controversy for the remainder of the year for the 10 car and Alex Polo. If he does remain in that car, which is still yet to be seen, I think it'll cause some, maybe some rivalry throughout the paddock, um, which is great. But now you're going to have Polo, Rossi, and Pato Award as Aero McLaren's drivers for the 2023 season, more than likely. So we still have a lot of dominoes to fall. Um, it starts with where Alex Pillow will end up. If he's citing for personal reasons that he doesn't want to be with Chip Ganassi racing anymore, maybe he's found a clause in that contract to go to McLaren and, and, and really, uh, and maybe the best, become that super team over at Aero McLaren with now what should be the Indianapolis 500 winner in 2016 in Alexander Rossi, the defending IndyCar champion in Alex Pillow, and one of the best up-and-coming talents in Pottawa Ward now. Does Herta go to Formula One? Who goes to Formula One next year? If anybody, maybe that's a 2024 thing. But there's just a lot of moving parts. We talked about it on Burnout Sports and the IndyCar Show, so check that out on Twitter as well. Some other racing news and notes that I wanted to mention. Went out to IRP a few weeks ago for that all-you-can-eat night. Had a blast. Don't forget, big weekend for them at the end of the month. I'll be there for the truck series on Friday night. That is a truck ARCA doubleheader from IRP. So the trucks will return to that track for the first time since the 2010 season, which, you know, the Indianapolis 500 is always going to be my favorite race in town. But that truck race at IRP was probably my second favorite, and I have high expectations for it. Again, it's a doubleheader the Friday night of Brickyard Weekend. ARCA Racing will start uh, earlier in the evening. So you'll have, you're going you're gonna to have 400 laps of awesome short track NASCAR type racing. You'll have ARCA followed by the trucks. I can't wait. See you there. Please come out. Let's have a great time uh, and support that race so that stays on the schedule and they have a good crowd because um, it certainly sucked when that got taken off the schedule back in the 2000 10 seasons so if you're in the cup or you're in the, any of that please check it out so it'll be a busy day because you'll be xfinity and indycar practice qualifying on friday from the indianapolis motor speedways road course and then head on over to irp for arca and trucks and they have some sprint car races on saturday night and then monday night is their rescheduling out of irp of the open wheel opening weekend uh, alex bowman who's the cup driver is going to stick around and run a midget out there i believe you'll see um, some badasses like cody swanson um, Kyle O'Gara, who is a great driver as well. Um, so be sure to come on out and check that out. I will be there certainly uh, that Friday night. I don't know about Monday, depending on what's going on with trivia. And hopefully I haven't been canned from that yet. But uh, And I did see Cody Swanson out there. So if you're a big USAC guy, a big uh, sprint car driver, be sure to uh, stick tight because Cody owes me an interview. He knows that he does. So we'll get him on at Burnout Sports and uh, you'll be able to check it out here as well. So always love talking to those guys that are badasses that drive some of the coolest, most badass cars uh, out there. I would 
you know, outside of IndyCar, I'd probably pick a sprint car or a USAC race uh, any day of the week almost over any other form of auto racing that 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 can be given, especially here uh, in Indianapolis where there's so many different options of, of, of quote-unquote going racing for the night in different series. So um, also at Mid-Ohio, had a blast with this. So uh, my buddy Ty Cobb plays in a band with another buddy of mine named Austin. Their band is called Huxley. And they are putting on in an, a little over two weeks, Thursday night. So the Thursday night going into Brickyard weekend at the end of the month, um, a band called The Zibs, which is Colton Herta's band, will play at the Melody Inn. And so Ty and Austin's band plays at the Melody Inn as well. So I went and checked them out a few weeks ago. Actually, it was the night before I was out at IRP. And I wore a Mario Andretti shirt. And the bartender at the Melody Inn here in Indianapolis, a very famous uh, music venue, said, hey, if you like Mario Andretti, check out the um, check out the little display over there. And he had a box of 1994 high-tech cards that came out from Mario's retirement with a bunch of different images and memories um, of Mario's past. And we bought the box for 15 bucks. I took it to Mid-Ohio with me two days later, found Mario Andretti, and we opened them up and uh, basically went down memory lane. For me, it was incredible um, just to hear some of the stories and just how sharp he still is at his age still uh, wrestling around, for lack of a better term, that two-seater as well. So be sure to check that out. What an honor that was. Uh, it was something different, and it just kind of all came together quickly, and I was so damn happy that that happened. So be sure to check that out, that video. I certainly appreciate it. All right, again, thanks to Flooring is Forever in the UPS store and Fishers off of Oleo Road. Uh, we'll have another one here. Maybe we'll get Zach Kiefer on. We're going to get Cody Swanson on, talk a little uh, USAC racing, some sprint car short tracking around. Uh, not only Indianapolis, but, you know, of course, we've got uh, the BC39. It comes up the week after the Brickyard. I'll be in Iowa next week for IndyCar, so stick tight at Tony D. Indy at Burnout Sports as well. Thanks so much for listening to the Tony D. Podcast.